Hey guys, it's your girl Presh. How are you guys doing? It's been a while. I miss you guys. This is a new episode and I have new gist for you guys. You know, I told you guys that this podcast is all about personal development and God so much blessed your girl. Guess what? Somebody messaged me out of a random from the abroad. Yes, from the diaspora, of course. And I was like, hmm, lucky me. And we got and we got talking, we got chatting, and he indicated interest to be on this podcast. Your home girl, your home girl, yes, on this podcast. Well, it's been a lot, we've been chatting and he's into business. Anyway, his name not bore you guys long just his name is Xavier Corsten. I can't even pronounce as a Nigerian girl that I am, I can't even pronounce the name correctly. Anyways, guys, let me leave him to do the introduction himself. So, Xavier, tell us about yourself. Hello, my name is Xavier Coaston. I'm the CEO of Great Expectation and Design, which is based out of uh, Southern California. I uh, oversee a real estate architectural construction and engineering firm uh, for the last 25 years. Uh, my educational background extends from CSUN, Cal State, Northridge, uh, majored in aeronautic and minored in business and architect. I got my CM at UCLA and my master's in the silver at Long Beach State. So that's a little bit of my background. I am born in Nigeria. I was adopted, but I was born in Nigeria. I'm a fifth generation, uh, uh, but I have yet to visit the, uh, the motherland. Uh, but I, under- I understand and respect my culture. So that's a little bit of my background. But I was raised in Texas. Okay, guys, in case you didn't hear anything, Sha, let me just summarize for you guys, because the accent too. His name is Xavier. He is from Nigerian descent, and he's into business. That's all you guys need to know. So, we're talking about he's into business. So, what's today's topic? Let me introduce today's topic to you guys. Today's topic is a startup hack to profitable business. Well, Mr. Xavier has a track record of being in business for over 25 years and I felt like since he has so much experience, let him share with us what the startup needs to set up and have a profitable business. Me also, I also, am a startup in business. Yes, as you guys know, I told you that what I did, I do, I do. I am into gift business. I sell frames, I sell gift boxes, I organize surprise. So if it, in case you haven't patronized me, I'm coming for you. But that's just, just by the way. So he has told us about himself. So now let's go straight to business. What are the main points for a startup? What does a startup need to know? Number one, you got to have good credit. That's number one. Number two, you need to have the working capital. Number three, you definitely have to have the experience. Those are the three things for starting a successful business is having credit, working capital, and experience. Experience. And how you obtain all three of those for us experience is uh, what you want to do while you're in college is uh, maybe do an internship, whatever interest that you have in starting a business. If it's being, I'll just give an example, to starting a marketing company, you may want to do an internship with a marketing company so you understand what it takes to operate a marketing company from a marketing level, financial level, uh, interaction with other clients, how to build your clientele. So you want to work somewhere to gain the experience. And then once you, as an intern, you're working with them, then you may want to be hired by them. And then at some point, you want to step off and start your own business. But in doing that, you need to make sure you establish a line of credit for yourself. But you have to have a, a good line of credit for yourself, meaning a good FICA score. 
because you're going to need that to start a business with the bank, the banking institution. Because when you're saving your money to start a business, whatever it may take, and that's when you gain that experience and working for a, for a firm that's already a credible firm, the marketing firm, you're seeing what the working capital they need to, to operate. So if, if it takes $200,000 to start your business in the marketing field of your, your interests, so you need to save that amount of money. And when you save that amount of money, make sure you have a good line of, you have a good credit and credit is based on how you pay your debt to your, to your creditors. So in doing that process, you're building your credit, have over 700 FICA score. So when you go to the banks to say you want to get a line of credit to use your own capital, you save 200,000, but you want to use your 200,000 as a line of credit to increase your, 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 your working capital to 400,000. So you're, you're taking a risk within yourself by putting up your hard-earned money to get another additional line of credit, 200000 So now you have $400,000 to start your business. So in doing that, you want to make sure you have the experience. And then once you have the experience, you have the right personnel working for you. So you definitely want to get a CPA or accountant to oversee your financial CPA working for you to oversee your account working for you and your firm to oversee your finances. If you ever have a strong background in accounting, then that's great. That's one person you have to worry about paying additional costs out of your pocket. But if not, you have an accountant, you want to have the right people in, in place. You can't do it all by yourself. You got to be in a position, you're going to be a CEO, you got to learn to delegate. And that means having the qualified people in a position to assist you and help you run your company, a successful company. So you got a marketing director that's helping you with your marketing campaign. Got an advertising person that's going to advertise for you. They got a person that's doing a social media platform. Whoever those key personnel in your company, you want to make sure you have the right people. And everything that you do, you want to document it and you want to have a contract. You never work for free because people tend to forget when they're doing business, you have an agreement and you walk out the door, you don't remember every word that's said. But if you have it on paper and you and that person sign off on this agreed document in your negotiations, for a contract and you guys sign off on it. So if you ever have to go to court, you have legal documentation in front of the judge stating that on uh, June 21st, we agreed on this particular document and you have it signed by both parties with a date and all contracts were signed in blue ink, not black. The reason why you signed in blue ink because identified that this is the original contract that somebody made a copy the blue ink is the original contract, and you can tell this is blue ink, and it's not a copy from a Xerox machine. The other thing is your time. Whatever you charge for, always charge your clients. If it's on the phone for 30 minutes, that's billable time. So everything you do is charge. Never work. Never take anything personal. Business is business. Personal is personal. Be honest with you, never hire friends and family because expectation of work ethics are different. So stay away from hiring from friends or family. If, it's, if, it's, if you can get along, that's great, but I advise not to. So those are things for his experience. You gain, I would say, work for someone for four years to gain a full knowledge of what it takes to manage a company. Uh, while you're in school, apply yourself to, you know, when you come out of college, make sure you understand all the practical use of college. But when you get into the working environment, make sure you work for some, someone for four years that's already been doing this prior to you. And then you can learn from them and then you can pivot in a different direction or apply yourself, um, apply yourself to where you may be innovative. What they've been doing for four years is great, but then you can add something to maybe make it even better. 
So that's the whole purpose of uh, work for someone to learn their learn from their mistakes. And then you can learn from their mistakes and make your company even better. You're going to make mistakes, but learning from someone else's mistakes, make it more palatable. So you won't make as many mistakes starting your own business. So I kind of hope I kind of just gave you the basic fundamentals on when you start in a company and make sure when you in your, in your banking, your financials, make sure you're using a banking institute. Everything you check, you write, make sure it's, it's written and it's gone to the bank. It's been cash. That's having a great accountant working for you. And when you pay your staff, either you have an accountant that's going to pay your staff. You never write a personal check to your employees, your accountant or the company writes the check, not you. you never make it personal. And then doing that, when you pay, if you don't have an accountant, use a payroll service. Because that way, when it comes time to get audited by the, the government or whatever government agency that you that, 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 that has the jurisdiction for Africa, whatever that is, make sure that you have a payroll service that's paying your staff and your employees, that's taking out the taxes, that's taking out the, the Social Security. I may be speaking foreign language to you because in, in, the, in the United States, it's like maybe a different process of how you guys pay your, your taxes and retirement plans. But whatever it is, make sure you have an accountable, credible payroll service that's doing it for you, that's paying the taxes to your employees, taking out the proper taxes for security. Or if you have a 401k program set up or any type of incentive program for, for your company, Make sure you have someone working for you. And every day you check your bank account. Regardless who is managing your money, you check your bank account every single day. What's being taken out and what's been added. Because you never know if some fraudulent may be taking place. Because it, it could interrupt your business. If someone come and takes money out of your account and you're functioning on a, you have an account, a project that you're doing is $30,000. And someone comes in and takes out $30,000 because you didn't know there's a fraudulent check out there. Somebody wrote a check and paid someone uh, through your company. And now your project is under because you don't have the cash flow to operate. So every day you check your bank account yourself. Get up in the morning. First thing you do is check your bank account. So those are my basic fundamentals for now for running a successful company and making sure you have the qualified individuals surrounded by you to run a successful company and never take anything personal, always business. As soon as you finish having a conversation in your meeting with someone at your table, get up, go straight to your email, send them an email saying per hour conversation, what your e-conversation is about, your meeting agenda. When you go into a meeting, have a meeting agenda. And then once you finish that meeting, go into and say per hour conversation, this what transpired on this day and send them that email. So just in case they forget, you got documentation from a, from an email standpoint and a contract standpoint, always important. In any meeting you go into, always have a notebook and pencil to write down anything that's been said that you feel is important to you. So those are my basic fundamentals of running a successful business. Okay. And uh, having an accountant, your marketing campaign, mm-hmm. having the right people work for you and having experience by working for someone to learn from the mistakes and understand what it takes to run a business. Wow, cool. I don't know if you guys have been taking notes, but my notepad first page already filled up. I've been taking notes, and um, the first point you mentioned was banking and financing. Yeah, so um, talking about the bank funding you and stuff like that. Well, in my in Nigeria, we that um, barely happens. You understand? If you if for you to get funding from the bank, 
<laughs> you need to either know someone or have a very, very good business proposal, as I'm told. But from my own yes. personal research... Always- Okay, for my own personal research, I I found out that there are different kinds of funding. There's debt funding and um, venture capital venture capital funding. So, can you just differentiate the two, the pros and cons, which is advisable for a young startup to manage debt? Okay, so if you don't have, okay, so if you don't have the uh, collateral to start, like say most of most banks want collateral, or you have good credit, yeah. or you have when I say collateral, you have your own finance, your own money. Or you may own a house and may use your house as collateral or use other people's money. <clears throat> venture capitalists, again, is a venture capitalist. They own the project. And so if you get money from outside source for venture capitalist, he or she is going to have control of your financial position. So you got to always go to that person, ask for money. Are they going to dictate and control your operations of your company? So precious, you come to me and say, Xavier, I have a, uh, can you invest in me? And I was like, okay, do you have a business plan? So I read your business plan. I'm interested in your business plan. Okay, it looks like it's a palatable project, meaning that it, like it's going to be a successful project. Okay, so I lend you $50,000. Okay, precious. What do you have to give to me for as collateral in regards to your $50,000? Because I see you, you are, it's great, but you're still a risk. And it's about how much risk am I willing to take if your business doesn't take off successfully? I may lose my whole 50000 or do you have collateral that it could be um, a house? It could be a gold bar, but something of value that I know that you're going to proceed, not just take off of my money because at the end of the day, you're at risk, but we have a friendship. But again, when we're doing business, I can't just trust your friendship. I got to see what collateral you may have. If I do trust your business, I may want to be involved in your business to make sure day-to-day operations that your business is making money so that I know that you can pay me back because the question I'm going to ask you, Precious, is that how long it's going to take you to pay back my $50,000? That's my number one question to you. And how much interest am I going to make on that $50,000? So if you're going to say, I'm going to pay you back in six months with 10% interest, so that means I make $5,000. Okay, great. Okay, when do we start? We start tomorrow. So if that day forward for me to trust you, if you have no collateral to give me, I'm going to pay it out to you as you need it because you are a a risk factor for me. So if it came from a bank, it'd be be a different scenario. But if you're asking me from a private investment standpoint, I got to see what collateral you have, what's your account, what's your reputation, what's your success rate. And And during these projects, I need to see your success rate as well. So those are things I'm looking at when you ask me for money. Your success rate, if you don't have collateral, then I'm going to have to understand how you run your business and see your day-to-day operations and make sure that you're making a profit. Because at some point where you don't pay me back, and I say, what's your terms? You say six months, I pay you back in six months. I have to wait six months to trust that you pay me back in six months. But since you're a high risk, I may say, you're going to pay me 50000 back in six months? I would like to get paid back 50% by third month because you're a risk to me. I need to some, see some type of uh, payment structure coming back to me. If it's, you know, if even this is 5,000 a month or 2,000 a month, but like whatever that their risk, for, I need to see some type of value coming back to me. So we'll work out a contract agreement, a withdrawal schedule 
stating you'll pay me, you'll pay me on uh, the second month, you'll pay me $10,000. On the fourth month, you'll pay me $30,000. Then on the sixth month, you'll pay me my remaining balance plus interest. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for differentiating that. that. That was very clear to me. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. All the points, all the points you highlighted uh, from the start of this were how to set up. That is, um, meeting people, legal side of business. You know, charging based on time. Don't hire family. <laughs> then, um, no. Um, having a good account and, and friends. I'm friends. Okay, I'm friends. Are you sure? What about what if friends become your like COO, business partners, or you co-own a business? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, now, if you're a co-owner of a business and you guys have been through, you know, grew up together or you went to college together and you see that there's, you got to have the same things in common. You got to have a common goal in your company. You both have the same view and vision in your company. So when you're, you write your, when you're doing your business plan, you write your objective, you write your mission statement. You and your friend or your family members got to be on the same accord in doing this, the same energy, because it can't be 60-40 I'm me and you are partners, precious. You get up, you know, something goes wrong with the business. You get up in the middle of the night, you're going down to take care of it. I'll stay in bed and sleep. And, you know, you're looking the next morning, you get up and like, I've been up all night. You know, you're going to run the business today. And I'm like, no, you, I, I expect you to be here too. Uh, you was telling me you all night. Well, again, your expectations, you think I should have been there with you that night, but you could, you may, may know more than me on the technology side of computers. I don't know computers. Well, what help would I have been to you last night? But when you start in a partnership, you got to have an understanding who, what roles and responsibilities you're going to play in this company. You may be strong in finances. That person may be strong. I may be strong. You're strong in finances. I'm strong in computer technology. So you can't, I can't expect you to come to computers break down at night or during the daytime for you to come and help me. You can unplug something, but you may not know all the ins and outs of computers. So you're not an asset to me in that category. Or on the financial side, I don't know finance, you know, by anything about how to, you know, take care of money, earning interest on accounts, things of that nature, tax returns, investment deals, uh, investment on funds. I don't know anything about that. So at the end of the day, that's your turn because I can't be upset with you. You don't know if I got to put more, I got to work late into the night to balance the books. You can't help me with that. So going into a partnership, you got to understand that if both, if you both are equal, then you got to find who role is, who's going to do what. But you got to have the same vision, the same amount of energy put into this company. Because if one, you feel one doesn't feel one is putting in the same amount of energy, it's going to cause a disruption in your partnership and in your business. And then your business will collapse. Mr. Xavier has taught us a lot of things about business. He taught us about bank loans, about how to start a business, to set up um, business structures. He also told us about um, he differentiates between debt funding and venture capitalist funding. And he told us how to determine startup costs and other expenses and financial statements, how to, uh, why it's important to review cash flow and um, daily and a lot of other things. So um, let's move on, to, move on to the next question that has been on my mind. How does one determine whether you are um, they are capable of starting a business? Because I feel like not everyone is caught out for business. Okay, what was your question again, Precious? I said, how, how does a person determine if they are capable of starting a business? 
Well, it's not say the person. Um, it's a leader trait, number one. And then if you're applying yourself, uh, you got to understand who you are as an individual. Um, I just went through this whole process. <laughs> Throw me off track. Um, but the personality trait to be a leader, number one, is just you got to apply yourself in school, number number two. And then you got to be, be a great leader. You got to be a great listener, a great follower, and understand the process of what, you're trying to become and do. So if you're going to be a leader or be an entrepreneur, you have to do your due diligence. And I was stating before, uh, have the right aptitude and attitude to run a business. Um, and come in, becoming that, in that position to be an entrepreneur, that you definitely have to be able to delegate, not think, take things personal, personal. Can't be emotional in business. You got to sit back and uh, review everything that's presented in front of you. Never make a decision in haste. Always tell an individual that, you know, you need minimum to 24 to 72 hours to make the, you know, a, a prominent decision to check in with your, your staff, your personnel that helps you run your company and to see if it's going to be a palatable deal for you or not. Um, those are some of the personal personal traits that you need to make sure when you work with someone that you obtain, observe, you know, the structure of someone's company, work for someone and see you know, volunteer and see that if you being in a position of leadership is your thing or being in a managerial position first to where you run in someone's company, but you're a manager or an executive is if you have the skill set to manage multiple people. And if that way you can find out before you start your own company, if you have that mindset and that personality trait to be a leader and you may find out that you may not be the person that can run a company because running a company is many different facets, many hats you have to wear and starting out being a small business owner to being a capitalist business owner. So at the end of the day, it's a lot of personality traits within you got to you got to look into, and then you got to make sure that you're in a position to have the right personality. Because you can say you can be a leader, but your personality trait you may be aggressive. So you got to just look at uh, books and read about how to be a successful CEO. Read books in regarding HR, you know, um, the personality it takes to run different, you know, personalities. You'll deal with a lot of different type of personalities in running a business. Everyone is not the same. So you got to make sure you have patience, understanding, um, the fortitude to be the work long hours. It's going to be demanding. So you got to make sure you're in the right mindset. There's going to be losses and gains from a financial standpoint, from a personnel standpoint. You know, you got to be in mindset where you can't be emotional. You got to look at to maybe do a layoff in your company. So those are some of the personality traits, some of the experiences you want to, you know, look within yourself or work for a company and being in a managerial position and see if you can manage people in a company setting to where someone can give you advice on your, I would say, corrective criticism and advice on how you're managing that department. So those are some things you want to look within to see if you have the personality trait, have the experience, the knowledge, and the fortitude, and be prudent about being an entrepreneur. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Xavier, for taking your time to explain. So, guys, in summary of what he was trying to say is that you should be willing to sacrifice, have good or great interpersonal skills, leadership ability, and optimism. So, guys, thank you so much for staying so um, thus far throughout the whole podcast. If you have any questions that you want to ask regarding business, you know what to do. 
write to me or you can follow Mr. Xavier on Instagram. He uh, has great expectation. I'll leave a link down below for his business page and you can always send him an email to inquire more about business. Um, is that okay, Mr. Xavier? Yes. All right, cool. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate your patience. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know, this is like the second day we're trying to record this thing because of network and because of different time zone. I don't really understand why why Nigerian network just want to just disgrace me. But <laughs> it has been a very, very interesting and insightful um, conversation or rather teaching with Mr. Xavier. His uh, over 25 years of experience isn't just um, uh, numbers, but if, if you guys are really good listeners, you know that all the things that um, the point he outlined, irrespective of your country, are things that you need to set up a su- successful and profitable business. So I hope you guys learned. If you guys have any feedback or whatever, just write to me or follow me on Instagram as usual and send me a message. So thank you so much, Mr. Xavier. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming here. Any last words, sir? No, I do not uh, appreciate uh, Precious giving me uh, I'm honored and uh, giving me the time and opportunity to discuss um my experiences and um, in trials and tribulations in running a business. Um, I appreciate that and reaching, uh, being able to respond back to me and asking me, give me the opportunity to reach out to your, your audience um, and have uh, opportunities to mentor, not say mentor, but provide uh, professional advice and experience to those that seek to be entrepreneurs or be in an executive position. Yeah. Thank you so much, sir. Your, uh, and I thank your audience for taking time out to listen to me as well.